0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Welcome back to another episode of Broad Street LinkedIn. I'm Reed here today to recap this Chiefs Eagles Monday night football showdown. I'm stoked, baby. I'm so stoked. Say what you want. The birds found a way to pull it off again. I I swear this team just stares death right in the eye every single game and is not shaken, not wavered. They just persevere and find a way to win and you know, as much as they torture us throughout these games, it's just, wow. Somehow they always find a way. And look, the Chiefs had every opportunity to step on their throat, and they didn't. And guess what? When the Eagles had the few opportunities they had, they executed in those moments, and that was the difference. The Chiefs were two for five in the red zone, Birds three for three. And yes, I get it. The Chiefs dropped passes. But let's not forget, that's who they are they let Tyreek go to pay for this defense and that defense was terrifying, but they knew what they were getting themselves into here. They knew letting Tyreek go, they'd have subpar wide receivers. And look, they won the Super Bowl last year with it, but I'm not going to accept people saying that, Oh, those drop passes, you know, you like that. That's why you lost or that's why you won the game. It was lucky. Like, no, that, that is who the chiefs are. They lead the league in drops, but um, yeah, I mean, Again, did not play our best ball, found a way to win in Arrowhead against the defending world champions off a of bye. Andy Reid is 21-3 and 3 off a of bye. Mahomes was 5-0 and 0 off a of bye. It was Mahomes' first ever loss in November in Arrowhead, and it's the first time the Birds have beat the Chiefs since Kevin Cobb in 09. And guess what? We can write a W on our schedule for the hardest game of the year. Obviously, there is a lot of negatives, too, that we'll jump into. But I'm just so stoked that we won this game. And if you told me that Jalen would put up the numbers he had, I would think we lost 31-0. But our quarterback didn't even have a great game. And we beat the defending champs, best team in the AFC. And, you know, now, of course, everyone's saying the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. I guarantee you, if you asked all of those people before the game, it would have been the Chiefs. Um, But, yeah, tale of two halves here. Let's jump into it. Um, first half, the O-line was getting crushed. First half, five sacks on 12 pass plays. I mean, that's just inexcusable. You're almost giving up a sack on every other play. But I think when we gave up zero hack- sacks in the second half, I think that was also due to just our O-line's physicality and endurance. You could tell those Chiefs, that Chiefs D-line came out hot. They were pouncing. They came out with, with fire. But as the game went on, I think the O-line just physically kept wearing them down and down, and they just got slower and slower. And look, zero sack, sacks in the second half, that's what you like to see. Adjustments, improvement. The Chiefs' D was terrifying. I mean, all game, but more so in the first half as well. I put some blame on Brian Johnson. But look, this Chiefs' defense is really good. And Spags, the Chiefs' defensive coordinator, He's one of the best in the league, and he owned us. I mean, he held us under 300 yards, total yards, and we've been one of the best offenses in the league. Um, you got to give credit there. A lot of uh, the sacks we were giving up in the first half, it looked like he was scheming up on Lane Johnson's side, which was unexpected, I think, um, from everyone's point of view. But the way he was drawing it up, it looked like he would force Lane to grab the inside guy, and obviously you never expect Lane to have help and they'd bring in an extra rusher on lane side on the outside, having uh, you know leaving lane with two guys, and uh, we weren't sliding over fast enough for lane to pick up the outside guy, and for uh, Jurgens to slide over to the next guy. But um, look, we adjusted zero sacks in the second half. Um, moving on to the O here, Brian Johnson again with just the most questionable calls. I mean, in the first half we had that third and one. No brotherly shove. I just, I don't understand. It was like maybe 1.2, 1.3 yards. Look, if you get a yard, just run it again. I mean, that play is just proven over and over and over and over and over again. It is unstoppable. I don't understand that decision. We end up running it with Swift, losing a few yards, have to punt and give it right back. And like his situational play calls too. For example, one drive, Swift started off with that 10-yard run first down. And then we come out to pass, get sacked for seven yards, which kills the drive, and punt it right back to Mahomes. It's just situations like that where I don't understand what Brian Johnson's thinking. And in that first half, it felt like both teams were succeeding with the run, but the Chiefs were sticking with it while the Birds would try and mix in these pass plays and end up getting sacked for a huge negative play. And it's just hard to bounce back from second and long, third and long there. You need to get positive yards on first down. Um, the situational play calling was interesting. And then just the most vanilla play calling I've ever seen. I mean, five straight screenplays at one point, it felt like. I'm not sure if it was actually five, but that's what it felt like. And one went to 300-year-old Julio Jones, and I don't understand the, sch- the schemes there. Look, I understand we're missing Goddard, um, but we did have two weeks to prepare to come up with something for our own. And it was nice to see, you know, our our offense getting some exposure to different formations and such. For example, we almost never, I'm not sure if we had once previously this year, come out with a four wide receiver set, and that's what we were relying on uh, primarily here with Goddard out. Because, you know, coming into this game, you got Calcaterra, Stoll, and uh, Albert O, but um, Calcaterra goes down during the game, and you're down to your last two, I mean. It was nice to see, despite the adversity, you know, we tried our best to make the adjustments. And at the bottom line, when we needed to make the plays happen, we did. So, still very questionable decision making by Brian Johnson, but we won this game. Let's continue to improve. Um, but jumping over to this defensive side, I mean, Lane Johnson said it the defense saved our ass. The size adjustments at half were phenomenal. I mean, holding the Chiefs to a goose egg in the second half. Look, I know that's been their trend this year. I know they've been lacking in the second half. But still, I mean, this game had all the stakes, all the feels. ESPN did a great job building it up. And uh, look, zero points to Mahomes in the second half. The biggest adjustment I saw was we had Reed Blankenship spy Mahomes, which was huge. Uh, I don't know if you remember in the preview I mentioned Look, it's going to be extremely difficult to beat the Chiefs if Mahomes is creating with his legs and creating time in the pocket, allowing him to extend plays and letting his receivers get open because anyone can get open after seven seconds of of time. And we adjusted at half. Obviously, he was getting that done in the first half. But, man, what a job by the defense to hold hold these Chiefs to a goose egg here. And – You got to shout out Howie Roseman here. I mean, you see teams like the Chiefs and the Niners, and although they have great GMs that have built great teams, they still have that old school mindset of, you know, let's grind this offseason, let's build our roster, and then once the season starts, it's the roster and the coach's job to bring home Lombardi. Howie says no. Howie says, at any chance I get, I'm going to go out and try and make my team better. And look what he's done. He got... Bayard, who hasn't been playing great but has been trending upwards, I mean he had a he looked better this week, obviously had that interception, and Roby Roby's finally back and healthy, and yes, he got burned by Valdez scantling on that play, but you can see how much we were missing him. that secondary did not look terrible today, obviously room for improvement, but Howie Roseman, the two guys he brought in at the deadline, Bayard and Roby Bayard had the interception in the red zone, Roby punched out Travis Kelsey. And, uh, you know, force that fumble. And those are the guys that other teams just aren't bringing in at the deadline like Howie is. And just, you know, this organization top to bottom is just, it's just doing phenomenal work. Phenomenal work, really. And, um, you know, this is the fourth time we've trailed at uh, half this season. It feels like a lot of these games, it feels like week after week, we've been saying the same thing, you know oh, man, you know, we won, which is all that matters. But I don't know if this is going to work against these gauntlet teams like the Dolphins, like the Cowboys, like the Chiefs. But so far, we're still not playing our best ball. There's still so much to clean up, and we're still winning these games. It's just – it's unbelievable. And I just – I can't wait to see if we do put together our team and execute the whole game as we should because – Man, this Eagles team is scary. But um, one other note I had, Braden, Mann, you know, he had that one mess up. But besides that, my man was booting the ball all game, putting us in great positions for our defense to step up. Um, But all in all, I got to give my MVP to Swift. I mean, he was the only one doing anything. Every time we needed something, he was the guy to pull through and make it. Um, he really got the momentum going and kept us in that game, and then obviously the execution by uh, Hertz and Smitty. That's another thing. Hertz is the most composed player. I I just it blows my mind. You know, you you see that play before uh, the, the two Smitty catches, right? He missed Smitty wide open in the middle of the field, wide open. And I'm watching that, thinking, man, what is going on with him? What does he do? He comes back out, hits Smith deep in the middle. For a nice gain, and then goes right back to him, to the one-yard line. Brotherly shove, and we take the lead. Oh, just so impressive, man. You know, just no matter how the game's going, he just it doesn't matter. He he puts he puts his head down, and and when we need it, he makes the plays. And um, last thing I wanted to mention, uh, I wanted to talk about this interception a little bit. You know, they talked about on the broadcast a little bit. I just wanted to give my two cents. I don't really want to blame either of them here, right? I mean, you understand, like, especially last year, why Travis, Kelsey, and Mahomes were so good, is Travis would go off script, right? The route would call for this, and Kelsey would see something and, and, and create something else out of it. And that's what made them so special. And I think that AJ and Jalen have that potential. But this situation was just the poor a poor time to to do this, right i mean all out zero blitz Jalen has no time to really read the field a j beat his man so bad that instead of writing that tight post more of a slant, he goes for the he tries running straight out, which he was wide open for a touchdown but you know Jalen can't see that when he's got three guys in his face about to sack him so little miscommunication um but I, I just I I just want to say I don't hate that pit like I don't really know how to say it. Obviously in the moment you don't want that to happen, but I, I don't hate them trying to strive for this almost um you know like in the moment offense that they can have, which I think they truly can, like Kelsey and Mahomes have. Um but at the end of the day, birds nine and one. Best record in the NFL. Huge win considering the liner, the Niners and Lions both won. And look, we got the Bills next week. Everyone's saying this is the worst 9-1 team they've ever seen. We just keep winning. We just keep winning. This team is so gritty, and I think we're going to be so battle-tested come playoff time compared to last year when we were just blowing teams out. Um but thank you again for tuning in to Broad Street LinkedIn. Make sure you tune in later this week for our Bills, Birds preview, as well as our Lincoln Financial Locks. And as always, go Birds. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment. that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world.